Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow listeners, and welcome to episode 28 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Today, I'm really excited to be picking the brain of Jen Scalia. Jen is the no BS go-to business mentor and visibility strategist who turns online business wallflowers into badass brazen business babes who shine. Jen went from broke as a joke to earning five figures a month in less than a year and took her business from zero to half a million dollars in just two years. Jen has been featured on major media publications including Forbes, Inc., and the Huffington Post, among many others. She is also the proud mum of a little boy who provides her with a daily dose of inspiration. Jen, welcome to the show, and thanks for letting me pick your brain. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm sorry about technical difficulties we had, but there you go. We've got to keep going, keep pushing, and eventually it will work. Absolutely. Now... I'm sure our listeners would love to find out how you managed to earn five figures a month in less than a year. But first, can you tell us a little bit about your background? What was little Jen like? <laughs> little Jen was a lot like the big Jen, I guess you can say. I was very unique. I was kind of always like the black sheep, always wanting to do my own thing, make my own rules. But also, I was very ambitious and smart. And, you know, I was always the top of my class. I was always the go-getter. I was always the one who wanted to achieve great things and also a little bit competitive as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a little bit competitive to be in this kind of space. And so just give me a little bit more in terms of how you got into, you know, because you, going back to when you started, you didn't have any money and you pretty much were, were like a nobody online. So how did you get to, to, to the five figures? What, what exactly happened? Yeah. So when I first started my business, um, you're absolutely right. I was just starting. No one knew who I was. I, you know, was nothing special at the time. And, you know, I really started my business because I got laid off of a job. One of my favorite jobs ever, actually, I was doing social media for one of the largest casinos in Atlantic City. It was the best job ever. Also my highest paying job and I got laid off. So I did find myself pretty broke, trying to figure out what I was going to do, what's the next step. So when I first started my business, that's kind of where I was. And I feel like a lot of people are there, whether they got laid off or whether they quit their nine to five or, you know, something just happened and now they're kind of at a crossroads. And that's where I was. So the first year I pretty much stayed there. You know, I pretty much stayed broke because what what year is this? This would be in 2013. This is when I got laid off and I decided to start researching, you know, really starting my own business. Okay. And so that entire year, I pretty much did nothing. (laughs) I built a website, you know, I thought I was doing all the right things, but I really wasn't putting myself out there. Uh, No one still knew who I was. I didn't have a work with me page on my website. I was just very much still a lot fearful of what was going to happen. And I just really didn't know, to be honest with you, you know, even though I was successful in marketing offline, marketing online was a completely different story. So that year, you know, was kind of, you know, I don't even call it my first year of business because I made zero dollars. I pretty much was a dud, you know, but it was just me really understanding like, okay, am I going to make this a real business? Or am I going to go back and get a job? 
you know, so it was kind did, of... Did you have any pressure, though, at the time? I mean, a lot of people listening to this who are in your situation are in the situation you're talking about right now. And I kind of want to get an idea of, were you pressured for time? Were you pressured for money? Did you have any children? Were you married? What was your situation like yeah, then? Yeah, I was actually going through a lot of personal things, actually. I was married, but I was going through a divorce. In wow. that same year, I became pretty much a single mom because my ex had moved out of state. So I had my son full-time home with me. I wasn't really working. I was doing a couple side jobs. Like I would put stuff on Craigslist for freelance jobs and things like that, but I didn't really have any stable income. I was really just living off of savings and credit cards at that time. And wow. I, um, you know, I did come to the point after that first year where I had to actually have like a come to Jesus moment and say, okay, Jen, like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to really get serious about starting your own business? Or are you going to go get a job? And, you know, the idea of getting a job and missing out on my son's baseball games and not being able to go on his field trips and not being able to put him on the bus or take him off the bus really, it didn't really sound appealing to me. My son was only two and a half at the time. So that's when I really decided to step it up and go all in with my business. And that was about 2014. So it took me a good year to like get over all this personal stuff that was going on, you know, layoffs, divorce, single mom living off credit cards, had massive amounts of debt. You know, I was pretty much anything that could have been against me was at the time. So we're only talking like literally two years ago. We're not talking about 10 years no. ago. We're talking about quite recent. Yeah. And how dark did it get before you saw the light, so to speak? I know you spoke about, you know, you know, coming to, to, to what was it that you said? Come to Jesus moment. Come to Jesus moment. Okay. <laughs> so whether it's Muhammad, Jesus, or whoever else you worship out there, but what was, what was it like before you saw that light? Yeah. How dark did it get? I mean, personally, it was, it was very dark. You know, I just, I, I felt very unsupported. I was diving into an industry that no one understood in my regular life. You know, my parents and my family were all telling me, you should just get a job. You know, why don't you just go get a job? But I really felt this fire inside of me and I knew that I, I was meant to do something more than just go get a job. So I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff during that time, which is another reason why I think that the success, you know, was a little halt in the beginning because I was just dealing with, you know, personal stuff, but then also trying to start a business. And then as far as the business, like I said, you know, it was it was a slow start for me, you know, even though it happened really fast in this short period of time, the start was actually really slow because I didn't know what to do. Do you think then if you were to go back to 2014 right now, you would be able to to do what you, you're doing now much quicker? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And how, how quick How quick would you be able to get to where you are right now if yeah. you were to go back? To I would probably say within six months. And there's a, a few key things that were really critical to me going from kind of zero to making a little bit of money and struggling and then making a little bit more and then really, you know, hitting that five figures. And, you know, the first thing was getting the proper guidance. I mean, when I first started my business, I was I was alone. You know, like I mentioned, I didn't have anybody that was encouraging me to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have anybody that, you know, was successful around me in that way to kind of look up to. And, you know, one of the, the things I did around mid 2014, which I really believe was a catalyst for the success was hiring a coach and getting a mentor that actually had been there to guide me and tell me exactly what to do. So that's one thing I would do first. If I were to do it all over again, I would do that a lot sooner. So first, I guess, first practical tip for those listening, I guess, would be to get a, a coach as soon as you can. 
Can I ask, though, when I hear the word coach, I cringe. Mm -hmm. Why? Because (laughs) there's so many, you know, self-proclaimed gurus and coaches out there that, to be honest with you, they're selling worthless, rehashed crap. And they're just, you know, trying to make money from people who are, I guess, a little bit naive or desperate. And it's hard to find a coach that really can deliver. So how did you find that person who... I mean, if you don't mind sharing, who was that first coach? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. And I don't even like to call myself a coach because of that reason as well. I really kind of see myself as more of an educator now. But, you know, I really think it is important to do your research, but, you know, in a way that feels good to you. So, for example, when I met my coach, her name is Rebecca Dixon. She was somebody that I knew from just online. I had seen her on Facebook. I had seen her in some other groups. We were running around kind of like the same circles. And she actually approached me and said, you know, I'm going to, I'm offering like a couple free coaching sessions, you know, do you want one? And at the time I was like, sure, you know, of course, you know, because I knew I was kind of, I was teetering on the edge of something really great, but it just wasn't happening. And I knew I needed a little bit of guidance. And, you know, we had our free call. It went amazing. And the second that I got off the phone with her, I just knew I had to hire her. So what was it about that call that clicked? You know, I don't I don't even know if it was the actual content of the call. I think it was the the more of the vision, more of the possibility and also just the connection, which I think is so important. So I've worked with several coaches since her and every single one of them I knew as soon as I spoke to the person or found out about that person or or watched them on a webinar or had some kind of contact with them that I wanted to work with the person. So I really do believe that you have to trust your gut when it comes to that and don't just hire anybody. You have to f- find somebody who you really have a connection with because it really is a relationship if you think about it. A hundred percent. The other the other issue that I think a lot of people have with hiring a coach is there's, there's a catch-22 situation that most people are in, which is on the one hand, they need help to make money because mm-hmm. they're broke. But on the other hand, the help that they need, i.e. a coach, is charging them, you know, whatever it is, yeah. $1,000 a month, whatever. I mean, how much did your first coach charge? What was what was? So the total was about 7500 A month. Well, no, no, no. That was the total. And she did give me a generous payment plan, which I thank her so much for, because if I didn't have that payment plan, I I wouldn't have been able to do it. At least at the time, I didn't think I would have been able to do it. And, you know, I did what I had to do at the time when I hired her. I, I did not have the money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the money in the bank, but I decided, you know, I ended up getting on the phone with her a couple of days later and I actually said to her, I said, I need to work with you, but... I have no money. (laughs) Like I was totally honest with her. I was just like, I don't know how, you know, and then when she gave me the price, I almost had a heart attack. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, I kind of turned around and, and she says to me, she's like, okay. She says, you know, well, I can definitely give you a payment plan. And, you know, I think the payment plan was around $1,300 a month, something like that. And she says, can you, can you get it by Monday? And it was Tuesday. (laughs) so so she charged you $1,300 a month and you like at the time didn't even have that money so where did you get it from so as soon as I told her she asked me if I could have it by Monday and and I said okay and I kind of went to work so you know I had already been building my business so I had things in the pipeline I had you know calls scheduled with people and literally that day I kid you not I had a discovery session with someone who inquired about my coaching services. And- Hold on, let me let me get this straight, Jen. Just okay. I'm sorry to do this to you. 
you were offering coaching services to people, but you weren't making any money. I was doing a different kind of coaching. <laughs> I was actually doing life coaching at the time. Okay, fine. Yeah. So it was different. It was a different type of coaching. Exactly. Okay, fine. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to put you in the category. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, 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 no. At the time, I was doing life coaching. So what happened was I had the conversation with a woman and I booked a client. And her first deposit was enough to pay my coach. Wow. Talk about seeing the light. Yeah. Now, you, you talk about fears, doubts, insecurities that you had, which basically held you back from earning money. How did you overcome those negative thoughts and those feelings? I did a lot of mindset work, and this was one of the major things that I worked on with my coach. So mm -hmm. what I did with my coach, I mean, we did a little bit of strategy and a little bit of how-to, but the majority of the work that we did together and the most impactful work we did together was actually working on my mindset, working on my money story, working on what I believed I was worth, and really working on, you know, living my purpose and what I was really meant to do. Okay, because it's very interesting because on the one hand, you said that you grew up with a lot of confidence, mm -hmm. right? You were the top in your class, you were competitive. On the other hand, here you are, you know, need, needing a coach in a way to, to help you with your fears and insecurities. Why did you have fears and insecurities when you grew up with such a healthy self-esteem? Because I never ran a business before. And I was never encouraged to be an entrepreneur. So I had no one around me who, you know, was helping me in that area. It's just like if I'm a competitive swimmer and I, you know, get, you know, number one prize, gold medal, all that stuff. And somebody says, here, play tennis. Right. It doesn't Probably. necessarily mean that I'm going to be a gold medalist in tennis, right? Absolutely. And I love tennis. So thanks, for bringing, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> um, so, so would you say that that the I guess in a words in a way the mental breakthrough is the first stage before because a lot of people that want to start a business they go online and they write how to you know build a business online or how to whatever it is mm -hmm. should they be maybe first tackling the you know mental breakthroughs trying to overcome fears trying to overcome doubts that they have within themselves before they start you know getting down to the practical nitty-gritty of, of building a business I believe so I mean I, I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear that uh, because they want to start making money right away and they, they just want the tactics and they want the strategies and you know they want all that stuff but I really do believe that you can have all of the strategies, all of the tactics, all of everything that you need laid out. But if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to survive. You're not going to ever get past like your limits. Right. Right. A hundred percent. And I like the way you talk on your on your website. You've got such an engaging tone of uh, did you write the content <laughs> on your website? Most of the content on my website is written by me. Yes. Is written by you. Yeah. It's really good. I have to say, I mean. <laughs> Seriously, it's just like you, you really say it as it is, and I really like that. And you, you don't hold any punches, you don't hold back. You talk about pulling up your big girl panties, which is <laughs> it's just funny. It's funny, it's engaging, and it's it's. I mean, where did you? I guess when you wrote that, were you kind of cringing a bit and going, mm, "Should I really write that sentence?" You know, when people kind of are writing, they're writing a piece of content, they go, "Oh," they question themselves. Do you question yourself about that or do you just go, you know, hell with it? Not anymore. Um, I think maybe a couple of years ago I would have, but definitely not now. I, I feel that at this point in time in my business, in my life, that I am very confident in who I am and I want to attract the right people. And if I try to filter myself or say things the right way, I'm going to attract the wrong people. Right. And you know, you also mentioned once that divorce was the best business decision you ever made. Yeah. Uh, can you explain what you meant by that? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think this really comes down to mindset as well and environment. 
So, right. you know, in, in my relationship, in my marriage, we had, we both had a very broke mindset. You know, we didn't have this vision. We didn't think that, you know, making five figures a month or making half a million dollars was even possible. You know, we thought $40,000 a year, you know, both of us working at a job was normal, you know, right. and, you know, we both had a lot of debt. We weren't um, very smart about money. So I think that if I would have stayed in that environment, I may not have had the mindset breakthroughs and the money breakthroughs that I needed to kind of, you know, break that and make the income that I make now. That's a harsh reality. Because mm-hmm. I mean, for those listening that are married to spouses that are negative or are not that supportive, you know, it's almost like saying, well, look, you know, you're never going to really make it unless you break away from that, that, that person. And that's a big decision. And I, I mean, I would say even to extend it to friends and family, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if there's this, 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 I don't know, uncle or aunt or cousin or, or brother who just keeps going, nah, what are you doing? Why are you posting stupid <laughs> videos? Like I have, I, I'll be honest with you. Let me be honest here. I have an uncle. I'm not going to mention his name just in case he manages to hear this, who came on Facebook the other day. Um, I posted a video and he just made some stupid comment. Like I was five and he was, you know, and I blocked him. Mm. I, blocked, I blocked my own uncle on Facebook. Why? I can't afford to have that. I, I wake up every morning and I have already the thoughts that come in. You know, those, those niggling negative thoughts are, you know, I don't need other people to, to come in and, and then add to that. You know, I work on a daily basis on my mindset as you do. And I believe that every person out there who wants to be successful in business needs to do that. That needs to come first is you got to get out of that, you know, doubting yourself mindset. And one of the ways to do that is not just to quieten down those thoughts in your mind, but it's to quieten down the people around you and say, with all due respect, I really, I can't be around you. And that's it. Do do, do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, many of the friends that I had before I started my business or as I was starting my business, I I don't even talk to anymore, you know, and there's certain things that I won't talk to my parents or my sister about just because I know I'm going to get a negative reaction. So I just Mm -hmm. don't even bring it up. So you're absolutely right. How much were you going back to your job, the job where you got laid off? How much were you earning uh, a year? I was earning approximately $40,000 a year. Okay. And so you're making more than that now a month? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty crazy. Insane. Yeah. That's insane. So can you go, the first month that you made 40,000 or more than 40,000, were you like tripping out? What were you thinking? I was, (laughs) I was, it actually all started just about right when I was finishing up with my coach, she actually had me do this money mindset course that she was putting on and, and I did it. And one of the activities was to just write down everything that we wanted, you know, whether it was, you know, grooming or a vacation or to pay off a bill or savings, you know, just write down everything that we wanted for that month and come up with a figure. And so I did that. And the figure was like $11,000. <laughs> okay. You know, during the time that I worked, you know, with her and, you know, as I started to, to increase my business, you know, I was making about five, $6,000 a month. So I was like, Okay, I'm like 11,000. Like mm-hmm. that seems like a stretch, you know. But right. I did the activity, I did the work and I was like, okay, I'm committed to this. At first I didn't really believe that it was possible. So that month, it was Christmas, I remember it was around Christmas time and I even remember telling myself, "Oh, nobody's going to buy stuff. It's Christmas." You know, people are, <laughs> you know, buying Christmas presents, they're not going to invest in coaching or they're not going to invest in a program. And right. 
you know, my coach is like, stop that. You know, <laughs> she's like, not everybody celebrates Christmas is what she told me. So I said, okay. And I kept doing the mindset work, kept doing that mindset work. And by the end of that month, which was December of 2014, I actually ended up with $12,000 for the month. Wow. And I was like, yes. And it was at that moment that I really realized like what was really possible. And I told myself that I would never, never make less than five figures a month. And I never. Wow. And you never have. No. That's incredible. Can you give us a breakdown? Because I'm sure people listening to this are saying, okay, this is wonderful. I'm getting really excited. <sighs> but like, you know, practically, like, where is this money coming from? What, what's the breakdown of where the money on any given month, where is this money generated from? Okay, so I would say at least half of the money is coming from my recurring revenue source, which is a membership site where I have right now 450 paying members. Um, wow. And that's the bulk of where it comes from. And I and I love it because it's actually cash in hand. You know, it's not like I'm yeah. seeing a client and I'm getting payment over time, but I actually have that cash in hand, you know. Every single month, and it's recurring. And it's recurring, which means that you can go to, on the beach now yes. for three months and do nothing, and still clear and love. If, if I did nothing at all, I would still have money coming in. So, yeah. But I am yeah. definitely not the type to do nothing at all. So, uh, right. You know, and then the the other half does come from one on one coaching, which this year I am phasing that out. I really do want to focus on the programs and the membership site, but I still do have income coming from one on one coaching. Okay, so you are still doing one-on-one -on -one coaching for the next six months. So anyone listening to this technically could still grab you. Yes. <laughs> not, not physically, but they can, yeah, yeah, for the coaching. Okay, great. So you're saying that half of it's coming from the recurring revenue, the membership sites. I want to just touch on, on that for a minute. Can you take us through how you go about building a course for a membership site? Because I know a lot of people listening to this probably want to be doing some sort of online courses to earn recurring revenue. Mm -hmm. I would like to just kind of, get into your your brain here you know how do you come up with the idea what equipment do you use to film yourself do you use notes how do you decide what price to charge how long does it take let's say to produce a course um, and how do you market the course I'm now I'm throwing all this at you like but just to give you an idea of what I think my listeners or our listeners would want to, to get out of this okay so actually my recurring revenue comes from an actual membership site where they're getting new content every single month so it's not an actual course per se with a curriculum they actually are getting new content every single month so they pay a monthly fee a small monthly fee and each month they get a new class from me and then i also bring on guest experts to deliver another class and we also have a community which is a facebook group and they also get a monthly live Q&A where they can actually get on the phone with me and ask me anything that they want. So the way that I come up with the content for the membership site is actually yep. from the members. So I'll really have, you know, maybe three or four ideas of like, this is a hot topic. This is something that people are asking me for. And I'll actually put that in my forum, both my paid and my free group. I have a free group of over 9,000. So I'll put it out in both and say, which one do you, which one are you guys most interested in, in learning about? Or what class do you want me to develop next? And I actually just get that from my members because that is helping me with retention. You know, I'm actually giving them what they want. Wow. There's a lot of thoughts going through my head right now. And I'm sure our listeners as well. First of all, did you, for people listening, did you notice how Jen just said she has 9,000 people that are on her free version and only 400, and when I say only, yeah. by the way, I don't mean only. I mean, yeah. compared to 9,000, 450 is, is incredible, right? 450 paid members every single month is incredible. But just look at the, look at the contrast. Yep. She had to get 9,000, you had to get 9,000 people on your list 
to be watching your free stuff in order to convert only 450 from that list. So when people think, you know, oh, let me send out an email, let me let me do let me do a free course, a webinar, and I'll get you know you know 500 people and half of them will convert. Hello, yeah. wake up, cool guy. <laughs> no. Yeah, it does not work that way. <laughs> Yeah, nine thousand people converts to around nine fifty uh, to, to four hundred and fifty paying customers. My question to you, Jen, is why do that? Meaning, why go the route of every single month you've got to create new content? Why don't you create a course where they get a lifetime access for like six hundred dollars or something like that? Instead of you having to charge, instead you have to now show up every month and come up with new content every month. This is actually what I thrive on. So I love creating content. I'm a content machine. I have ideas that are just pouring into my brain every single day. So really what, where this came from was that I was putting out all of this free content, like really good free content, content that most people would pay for. And I decided that I wanted to put it all somewhere because it was so good. I didn't want to just have an opt-in or a freebie and then, you know, create a new one next month and then get rid of the old one. So I wanted a place to put all of this amazing content. And that's really where the idea came from to create the membership site. And this is actually what I enjoy. So for somebody who is, you know, really creative, loves coming up with content, loves coming up with new ideas. This is an excellent model. If you're not that creative or if you don't like coming up with content, then this is probably not a great model for you. Right. Because you've got, I mean, think about it. What are you charging? $30 a month for a membership? No, right now it's 97. Oh boy. Okay. I thought it was for some reason 30. I guess it's uh, somebody else. $97 a month. So that's even proves my case even more. You've got to justify I mean, sorry, the person has to justify paying $97 every single month. And that means you've got to create content every single month that, that justifies me continuously paying that $97 a month. That, that's pretty impressive to keep every, how do you, and you said that you, you ask your, your audience what they're interested in. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, I'm thinking, okay, so you talk about Facebook marketing one month, Instagram the next month, LinkedIn. And like, how, do you not run out of ideas? Uh, so far I haven't. And I actually have a whole list on an Excel spreadsheet that will probably take me into well into 2017. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, the, and they get to, and you know, the, the part about it is, you know, you, you might think like, oh, you only pay, you know, pay $97 a month, you get a new class, but they actually get everything. So every single class that I've ever done, every single master class, every single guest class. So we have, you know, over a hundred resources in there right now. So as soon as somebody signs up, they can get started right away. And then each month they stay a member, they get a new class and new content. And what's your retention rate? So I don't have an actual percentage, but we are tracking that. We're tracking the churn. And we, do you mean as far as? How like long? every month. How many, I guess, I guess the best question is how many people are dropping off out of the 450 that you've got every month? Like, well, what's it's, the average it's pretty much staying steady. So as many people are dropping off, we're bringing that many people in okay. every month. So it's pretty much stayed steady. Um, we're not in the negative yet. Members are staying probably about three to six months right now, but I've only been okay. running it since July. So oh, wow. it hasn't even been a year yet. So you've got about three to six month lifetime value of a client at the moment. Yes. Cool. And how much content are you just, I mean, every month, how much content would you say in terms of hours spent? How many hours do you spend a month producing the content? Oh gosh, I, I don't think it's a lot at all. I would probably say about three hours that I wow. actually oh, spend. Goodness yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my yeah, goodness. Because it takes Three about hours. an hour for my master class. I do an hour on the phone for the live Q&A. And then we do a, we usually do a challenge inside the group to really keep the momentum going and have people actually implementing the stuff that they're learning. Right. I would say that would probably take me about another hour or so to actually just create the challenge and put it out there. So there's three things you're doing. The what was the first one again? The masterclass. The masterclass. Okay. What what do you use to to do the master? Is it a webinar? Typically, it's a webinar, but it's not a talking head. It's usually just a screen share or a presentation. What do you mean by um, screen share? You you mean not your face? Right. You mean you're, you're doing slides? Yes, exactly. It's a it's a presentation, and then I usually have an accompanying you know workbook or PDF with that. Okay. What do you what what equipment do you use to be able to to set that up? How easy is it to set up? I actually use YouTube live events. Uh, okay. So I actually use, what is it? Uh, Google Hangouts. Oh, Google Hangouts. Yeah, okay. Google Hangouts. I embed that right on my website uh, mm-hmm. and I just go through the entire presentation. It's, re- it's pre-recorded, so it's not live. That is actually something that I think I might change. I think having another live element might actually add to retention. So that's something yeah. that is on my list to actually host the master classes live each month. Um, right. And yeah, so that's pretty simple. It just records it and then it gets uploaded right into my YouTube and, you know, we grab the link and we throw it in the back end of my membership site. Right now we're using Access Ally as a WordPress plugin and that's what we host our membership site on. Um, And for my PDFs and even my presentations, I actually use Canva for everything. I love it. I think it's so easy. Anybody can hop in and just start using it. It's fun. Just to explain to our listeners, what is Canva exactly? Canva is actually, I guess you would say it's it's kind of like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but if, if you're like not a graphics like tool, a, like yeah, like, so like if you're yeah. not savvy with Photoshop, but you want to create some really great graphics, like you can go on Canva and they give you, you know, different size images. You can create Instagram images, Twitter ads, Facebook ads. You can create presentations, all kinds of stuff. Very, very cool. I mean, these are all going to be links in my show notes. So for those listening, you can always click on them and, and, and find out what they are. And then the third thing, oh, sorry, the second thing you said is you did the live phone call where people would call in. Yes. Okay. So what, what do you use to be able to host that? Uh, we do that on Instant Teleseminar, which allows them to actually raise their hand and we actually have a conversation. So it's not like a webinar where they just can only chat and it's a one-way thing. We actually can talk and get on the phone. And then the third thing they have is the private Facebook group where they can ask you questions and then you answer them. Yes. So they're getting, you know, they're getting quite a lot for $97 a month. Yes. Because, I mean, if you think about it, right, if you hire a coach and the coaches, what are, what are, coaches are charging somewhere around, you know, between 500 to $1,000 a month for a decent coach. And here you've got for $100, under $100, you're getting access to all this and you're getting live Q&As as well, yeah. plus the live phone calls. But I think it's it's incredible value for money. Where would our uh, listeners, if they want to sign up to that, where would they go to? Uh, JenScalia.com forward slash LBBB. It's called The Little Black Business Book. So LBBB for short. Gosh, that's confusing. <laughs> but, uh, but I'll link that into my show notes so that you guys can click it. I'm going to be cheeky, okay, because I do this with, with some of my other guests and I do this for my listeners just to reward them for being such loyal fans. Would we be able to, to do a discount code on that? Yeah, I would just have to figure out how to do that. I mean, my OBM would have to do it. But yeah, sure, we could totally do that for your for your listeners. Okay, what can we do? What can we do for them? Let's see what we can do. We can do, we could actually do a trial. Like we could do a first month trial. 
Okay, so one month completely free? No, I don't do free trials. Um, oh, people okay. are free. They're not invested, right? We know that. Um, all right, all I right. could do half price for the first month. Okay, boom. $47 a month. That's $47, guys. I just got you $47 worth of goods. Come on. That's pretty impressive. So I guess the way that they can do that is is we'll have maybe a separate link yeah, in we, my we, show notes. I can okay, send we'll you a separate link. That would be awesome. Guys listening, if you go to my show notes and you click on the link, you've just made yourself $47. Okay, now you went from being completely invisible online to being featured in all the top publications, which I mentioned, Forbes, Inc., Huffington Post. How did you go from being invisible to getting such great exposure? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely all started with the mindset, right? So, you know, like we talked about earlier in the beginning, I was, you know, just unsure of myself and things like that, only because it was something brand new. It was something I've never done before. And with the help of my coach, I actually got into really full alignment with like who I was, who Jen was. And and I really, you know, what I tell my clients all the time is I got over myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think that we're all and I, I see this common thing happen, whether it's with my clients or just, you know, some of the people in my my membership site, we all have this fear, this fear of just looking stupid and which stops us from doing whatever, whether it's making a post on Facebook, whether it's putting out a blog, whether it's submitting a guest post somewhere, whether it's, you know, going to a networking event. We just have these like hidden fears that aren't even really real that are holding us back. So one of the things I had to do to start to become more visible was to get over myself and just go out there and do it. But and that's amazing. But practically speaking, once you got past that, what did you have to do? What kind of steps did you have? Did you reach out to the to the editor of Forbes magazine? Well, one of the first things I did when I first started getting published was I just went right to the website. So most of the websites will have a contribution page on there. So it was just about actually submitting my article. And once I was actually published in some places, I was able to go to the other places and say, like Huffington Post, I was able to submit a pitch and say, hey, I was also featured in Mind, Body, Green and Tiny Buddha, you know, so I was actually using the the press that I had gotten and then pitching as far as the Forbes article and actually also the Business Insider article, that was actually through personal connections. So that was actually going to live in-person networking events and meeting people who were contributing writers for these publications. Right. Now, a little birdie told me that you are going to be sharing a stage with the famous Gary Vee. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And that was the same thing. It was it was at an event. I was actually at an event and I met the the man that's hosting the event and he was very impressed by me and we started chatting after the event and What's his name? His name is Keith Yaki. Keith Yaki, yeah. okay. And so he invited me. And yes, Gary Vee is the headliner and Sean Stevenson, if you're familiar with Sean. Yes. A bunch of other I actually saw I saw that video that he did of uh, of Gary Vee where he yeah. where he mimicked so, Gary. that was hilarious. Yeah, that was oh, really funny. <laughs> Dude, are you not intimidated though to be going on stage following or going before Gary Vaynerchuk? I mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I really don't, you know, and I have to tell you a story, something that happened to me over the weekend, actually, I was invited to dinner with some really amazing people in the coaching industry, one of them being Marie Forleo, who was one of the first people that I followed when I got into coaching. And, and I literally sat up across the table from her at dinner. And I didn't feel like I wasn't supposed to be there. Like, I really felt like this is what I have been working for. And I feel like we're all the same, you know, even the people that you look up to, even the people that you're inspired by, we're all just people. 
<laughs> We're all just people. I always say that uh, whenever I think of somebody who I feel intimidated by, I just imagine them sitting on the on the toilet. I'm sorry for being graphic, but it's true. We all yeah. we all need to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, and when you when you imagine that, you just realize we're, we're all human. We're all human beings. You know what would what would be I guess your advice to someone listening to this right now who is in the same position that you were in in 2014. I would just say to get support. And even if you can't afford a coach or a mentor at this time, at least find a group of people or a tribe of people that are also entrepreneurs that are, you know, have the same goals, have the same dreams, or maybe even people that are a little higher than you to support you and really give you that extra push. You just need to be surrounded by the right people. I, I feel that environment is huge. And also the mindset, you've got to work on the mindset. Amazing. Jen, what's the best way for my listeners to get in touch with you? JenScalia.com, my website. It's the easiest way to get in touch with me. All of my social media links are on there. The Little Black Business Book is on there. So that is probably the easiest and best way to get a hold of me. Incredible. Jen, you're truly awesome. And it's really been great getting to know you better. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow listeners for tuning in. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.